Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Saints Hour, Mike Austin. We're now joined by former Saints linebacker, captain, and the leading tackler of that 2009 Super Bowl team, now with broadcaster with Fox Sports, Jonathan Vilma, who will be doing the game this Sunday with Kenny Albert. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. So, not as well as we'd like to be here in New Orleans, as you well know, but as you look at this team, the Saints team, and in, in preparation for this game, and not what probably anybody wanted, Fox included, Saints included, Rams included, 3-7 and seven against 3-6, and six. but when you look at this Saints team and preparation, what do you see? I see injuries really taking a toll on the team. Uh, you look at a, a team that still plays very hard. Uh, they try to be physical on the defensive side, <clears throat> try to run the football offensively. Uh, but when you don't have uh, the depth and the injuries are, are playing a part and you're going against pro bowlers on either side and the opponent, it makes it hard to sustain a drive or – to get the key stop that you need in the game. Um, and I see that really uh, uh, taking its toll when you have a team that, you know, you, you can't afford to have the penalties or make the mistakes. You can't overcome those. That's where the issues lie. And that's where the reason for the record. And as we've talked about, you know, uh, ad nauseum this season, it, it begins with turnovers, at least at least for me, when you when you talk about a team, the Saints, that have had 19 giveaways, that's the most in the NFL, and seven takeaways, takeaways, that's the second least. When your turnover margin is minus 12, and the closest team to you is minus nine, like really, does it really matter what this next question is? I mean, that's in a in a, in a nutshell, that's kind of the season, isn't it? I would I would agree. The most important stat in football is what you just mentioned, uh, the turnover margin. And it's because you are either giving more opportunities to the opponent 
or you are getting more opportunities as a team. And when I talk about opportunities, there's usually you know, 12 to 15 uh, drives for each offense or possessions for each offense. And so good offenses, they'll score on you know, 25% of those possessions or something like that. Well, if you can start to take away these possessions by possessing the football, taking the football away, you literally are limiting their chances to score, upping your chances to win. And when the turnover margin is so drastically against you as it is for the Saints, all that means is you've given your uh, your opponent so many more opportunities than you to put points on the board and win. And, you know, a great example was the Thursday night football game against the Cardinals where you have two uh, pick sixes and you see the score of the game at the end. Uh, and of course, no one is going to go and, you know, play the moral victory or what if football, you know, what if we didn't have those turnovers? But that that's the reality of it. And we saw it last night, right? Philadelphia, through eight games, had three giveaways. Three. Last night, they had four, and now they're no longer undefeated. That Exactly. And for Philadelphia, they should think they're lucky stars that this happened now and it didn't happen in the playoff game. Because when it happens then, you know, you're one and done, right? There's not a seven-game series like the other sports franchises. So, fortunately for them, they can kind of get that out of their system and then move on through the rest of the season. Because you've been such a I mean, three-time Pro Bowler overall, you know, with first-round draft pick with the Jets, but played, you know, six years here with the Saints. And there's been a lot of emphasis on getting turnovers. And I remember last year in 21, the Saints got two interceptions in the first game, and it kind of just it just built, you know, it kind of had that momentum. But when they didn't get them this year, and I'm just talking about interceptions for now. I want to talk about something else next. It's like when you try to force it, it's just like they seem to come in bunches or they don't come in bunches. And it's hard when you kind of start off without getting them to kind of just suddenly get them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's always been a, a very interesting thing because for us defensively, you know, we, uh, to your point, we don't know when it's coming. So when it does come, we try to take advantage of the opportunity, right? There's sometimes uh, there's a Philadelphia game, right, where they protect the football, you watch it on film all week long, all they do is pr protect the football, and then all of a sudden they give you these opportunities that the commanders took a, advantage of that as a Saints defense, they would want to take advantage of. So I remember playing, and that was always our thing. It was, we don't want to go outside of the defense. We just want to make sure when the opportunities come that we capitalize on it. And when you do capitalize on it, as you said, it now becomes like a, a rhythm, a snowball effect. And all of a sudden, the turnovers start coming. You start snatching the ball out of the running back's hands quarterback is throwing it to you and you have no idea why but you'll take the interception and when that happens it, it just the momentum changes it makes for a good team it makes for a good atmosphere and uh, right now you know it's just not there for the Saints defensively and I tried to, I wanted to kind of keep interceptions and fumbles a little bit separate just because there has been a lot of emphasis on stripping the ball and going after the ball but there seems to be I would assume a fine line of getting that ball and also getting the tackler down because it's kind of led to some bad tackling because they're so, 
you know, focused on trying to strip the ball. All of a sudden, the guy gets an extra three, four yards. They sustain a drive. It's, I mean, it's got to be a fine line, right? Yeah, so it's very interesting you bring that up because I always view the, the first defender making contact, not securing the tackle and just going for the strip of the football. I've always viewed that as a cop-out because we were always taught first person there, secure the tackle, then let everyone else go and strip for the football. Or if you know that you've secured the tackle, then you strip for the football. And I, I watch it, you know, week in, week out from various teams, not just the Saints, and I feel like it's a cop-out for defenders to tell their rest of their teammates hey, oh, sorry, I missed this tackle because I was going for the football. And so, sorry, this guy gained an extra 20 freaking yards because I didn't want to secure the tackle. I just decided to take the easy way out and uh, take a swipe at the football. You know, I, I don't like that at all. And I know that Dennis Allen is not coaching that. I know he's not preaching that. So hopefully the, those first defenders, they understand that you've got to get the tackle first, get the guy down first, let everyone else strip. We, you talked about atmosphere a second ago, and man, you've been in this building. You know, I'm in the Superdome right now. Uh, and so you've been in this building. You know what it can feel like. Yet in recent years, it has not really been the dome field advantage that, that we've kind of known and, and expected. They've not won back-to-back -back games here in the Caesar Superdome since since 2020. So kind of getting that atmosphere back and, you know, it's chicken and the egg thing, right? Play some good football and get the crowd. The crowd will be there or get the crowd there to get you guys pumped up. But that dome field advantage, getting that back must be crucial. Yeah, Mike, you know, we always said it's only an advantage if you're winning and you brought it up. The, the advantage comes when you're playing good football. So we, we never relied on the 12th man uh, being the fans in the dome. What we did was we said, we're going to make sure that we play as hard as we possibly can. We win as many games as we can so that when opponents do come into our stadium, the noise is there, the atmosphere is there, the energy is there. Like you, you can't expect a fan to go out and just be as crazy and ruckus and wild as possible when you're not beating anybody. The fans want to support winners. That's the truth. And so you got to go out and you have to win games first before you're going to have the fans piling in and making that atmosphere there. It's no different than Seattle. They have their 12th man, and it was uh, with the Dome, or excuse me, with the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch and all of that crew. Yeah, the 12th man, they were awesome. They were phenomenal. And then all of a sudden, they had a couple off seasons, they weren't winning as much, then you don't hear about the 12th man anymore. So it's always been win first, create the atmosphere as a team, and then the fans will support you. And, the, you know, we're fortunate in the New Orleans area that you can have those fans support you as such because there's some places where you can still win a lot of games and not have that 12th man be a factor. Fortunate for New Orleans, that's a possibility. You just have to win games again. And more coming up with Fox broadcaster Jonathan Vilma, the former Saints Pro Bowl linebacker. Keep it here. It is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are speaking with former Saints linebacker Jonathan Vilma, part of the Fox broadcasting team that will be here Sunday with Kenny Albert. And you mentioned when well, you were talking about the, the 12th image, you, you mentioned Dome Patrol. And it's funny because that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. And it's kind of the last few weeks around New Orleans, they recognized the Dome Patrol last week. They had the Saints Hall of Fame before that. Fred McAfee, Devery Henderson, Kevin Mangum, Roman Harper's been around. It just feels like, and Deuce and I talk about this sometimes on the broadcast, that this is an organization that just welcomes its former players back and its alumni back. And there's been a ton of them the last few weeks just in town, talking to the team, you know, invited by Coach uh, Coach Allen to be out there. And that's that it must it's a unique, at least it feels like it's a unique situation, but it's also must be from a former player standpoint very special. Yeah, I would agree to both. It is a unique situation and very special uh in the sense that you have an NFL uh machine, right? The players come in, the old uh funny acronym NFL stands for not for long and you know it's always kind of like business as usual next man up and you kind of just have your years there and then go about your business in other uh, teams other franchises and with New Orleans you know we always said that there was a real connection for the players and the city and that it meant more to the city and to the players when playing and winning games so it's when you talk about the former players coming back, you know, one, it's no surprise to me because of how we were embraced by the city, how we were embraced by the organization, the franchise, and now noticing that, look, it's not just during the great times that everyone comes back. No, we're, we're part of it even through some of the tough times. So uh, it doesn't surprise me. It is very unique, but I'm very fortunate and lucky to have been a part of such a great organization because I always get welcomed back. I tell everyone it's my second home. Like, I'm never leaving Miami. Don't get me wrong. But if I do leave Miami, it's going to be to live in New Orleans. Now, everybody's definition of turn it around might be different, but do the Saints have the talent to turn it around with seven games left, whatever that definition of turn it around is? Uh, definitely. Uh, it's very interesting when I watch uh, throughout the league there is a lot of parity among the teams where you may have one or two teams that are just extremely talented, uh, but for the other 30 teams, and I'm not exaggerating at all, everyone is very, very close as far as talent. And then you couple that with the injuries. Uh, you look at the Rams. They're coming in with a depleted O-line. Uh, quarterback may or may not play. Run game hasn't been there. Uh, their best wide receiver, Cooper Cup, he's probably not going to play. So you start to look, oh, man, the Saints have all these injuries and Michael Thomas isn't going to play, he's out for the year, etc. It's literally the exact same thing on the other side, right? Who's their quarterback? No one knows yet. Maybe a backup. <laughs> Who's the best receiver? 
probably not going to be there. So uh, all these games are very, very winnable with the talent. It's about the execution and the focus on the game plan. When you focus on the game plan and you execute it, that's when you start winning games. That's the only way to turn it around. You've been with Fox since 2020, your broadcasting career. You won the Super Bowl. You won a BCS title. But it feels like, you know, from a broadcasting standpoint, I mean, you really you didn't skip any steps. You you learned. You moved up. ESPN did some Notre Dame, a, ABC. And, and it just feels like that you, you're it's all paying off now. You did it the right way. You didn't skip steps. You you learned a new a new trade. And I always there's no huge surprise. I mean, we always knew that this was going to be the route uh, for you. But have you kind of felt that as you've progressed in your career, like to where you are now? Uh, how all those kind of you know learning the, this new trade and learning broadcasting is, is paying off. Yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned uh, <clears throat> kind of my road to, to to getting to Fox, and I always remember during that path I equated to football, where in high school I had to get the reps at linebacker and start to learn what it is to be a linebacker. I had to uh, get feedback from the coaches, etc. So when I was doing NBC. I would get a lot of feedback. I would ask for it because I treated it no different than my first passion, my first love, which was playing football. And because of that, I was able to get a lot of different perspectives, just like you would as a linebacker. You get different perspectives from different coaches. And then you're, um, I was able to kind of mold uh, those different perspectives into what you see now when I'm on Fox. And you know, I really appreciated that, as you said, that route, that journey, because uh, there's no other way to do it. If you want to be really good at your craft, whatever it, it craft it is, you have to take the time to put in the effort, receive the feedback, receive the critiques, the, the criticism, and then be able to mold it into whatever it is that you're, you're going to be doing and trying to do it at a high level. So I would not have had it any other way. I, I think it would have been an extreme disservice to have gone straight from uh, playing football, retire, and then to the top of the top. And then when you're at the top of the top, you're like, uh-oh, what do I do? Oh, oh, what do I do now? Right? And, you know, Jason Witten, he was a great example. Awesome guy off the field, great to talk with. You love having conversations with him. But when he got into the booth, it was just different. And he didn't have the reps to be able to – be successful and so uh, I was very fortunate that I was always set up for success during this journey and Fox has been phenomenal to continue putting me in positions to be successful. A couple of more questions as we're speaking with former Saints linebacker Jonathan Vilma. When you look at this NFC South, have you have you ever seen I mean I don't I don't I guess people might argue parody, I don't know, but have you ever seen such a wacky NFL season that we're experiencing here? No, you know, you you don't expect the kind of uh, uh, household names, right, the Tom Brady's of the world to struggle, right? You expect that they're going to have their team kind of in line and, and they're going to win a lot of games and then everyone is going to be playing catch-up in the NFC South to Brady. And then you kind of look and then you don't expect that you have, uh, what, two first-round quarterbacks? Uh, on the Panthers, both of them are not starting. Sam Darnold, uh, Baker Mayfield, you have a guy that played in the XFL actually starting uh, for them in P.J. Walker. And then, you know, you look at 
Atlanta, you bring back a first-round draft pick. He's kind of been playing well up and down. Uh, you know, it's very interesting. And, of course, with the Saints, you have Jameis Winston hoping that he would play well. It hasn't really come to fruition just yet. Hopefully he starts to bounce back if he gets the opportunity. So I look at, and I purposely mentioned the quarterback, because it all starts there. And then the rest of the team, as I said, kind of falls in line with good defense, good run game, etc. Uh, other thing I've noticed is that offensive line is so valuable, it doesn't get mentioned enough, but the offensive line for a lot of these teams, when you go through the, the Bucks depleted offensive line, that's why they can't run the ball, that's why they struggle. Saints, depleted offensive line, that's why they can't run the ball, that's why they struggle. Carolina, same thing. Atlanta has a good run game, uh, but again, the quarterback is kind of hot and cold. And so when I look at that, I say, wow, you know, it's really interesting how you get these teams with the emphasis is always going to be the quarterback and how that position is being played. But there has been kind of a lost emphasis on the need for the offensive line because you have to be able to protect, at a minimum, protect and run the ball decent. And when you can't do that, you see all four teams struggle. You're the son of Haitian immigrant parents and in 2010, you started the Jonathan Velma Foundation to kind of help rebuild Haiti after the earthquake. You've always wanted to give back. It's always been an important part of your life, I'm sure, from your parents. Uh, what, what, what kind of work are you doing in that, in that realm now with the foundation? So it's still going very well. My work has always been in <clears throat> building schools and making sure that in the schools, the kids don't have a need for anything in the sense of lunches, breakfast and lunch is there for them. Transportation is provided. You have computers. They can see the internet. They can now see outside of just what Haiti has to offer and then also teaching them in French, which is a universal language, as opposed to Creole, which is native to Haiti, but it's not used throughout the, throughout the world. So uh, that has been going well. Um, up to three schools now and uh, just, again, been fortunate that there are some people who are just as passionate as I am to see the younger generation come up and have an opportunity to not just be in Haiti with success, but also travel throughout the world. Well, we hope Sunday's game is a good one. Saints 3-7, and seven, Rams 3-6. and six. Of course, this will be the first game back here since that NFC Championship debacle, but we won't even we won't go there for, for many reasons because I get too upset when I start talking about it. But I look forward to seeing you and uh, continued success in, in your Fox broadcasting career. Uh, thanks, Mike. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. My thanks to Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, as well as former Saints linebacker Jonathan Vilma. Saints and the Rams on Sunday. Hope you'll listen to us here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.